Welcome to Sit Down with RHS, an exciting new podcast from the Royal Hospital School where we bring to life the unique impact the school makes to young people's lives. In this series, we're chatting to members of the alumni to hear how RHS set them up for success, not just academically, but how it's given them the life skills, confidence and resilience to thrive and follow their ambitions. We'll be hearing from an actor, actress, a singer, an entrepreneur, an artist, a veterinary surgeon, and so many more. Today, we're sitting down with Jonathan Alori, pro athlete specializing in triple jump, long jump, and sprinting. We hear how the wide range of activities at RHS helped him avoid burning out in triple jump, what goes through his head before he jumps, and how he's working towards a big season next year. We also hear how he's made an impressive comeback from injury to secure an impressive fourth place at the Olympic trials. Over to your host, Arabella Northey, speaking to Jonathan Lorry. Well, good morning, Jonathan. What a delight to have you here. So today I'm joined by Jonathan Elori. And I mean, you've had uh, so much happening recently. What has been, well, do you want to tell me what has been going on for you recently, Jonathan? Yeah, so obviously this year is the delayed Olympic Games. Um, so I had the Olympic trials uh, last month in June um, where I was competing in the triple jump. I was, it's been a bit of a strange season for me with, with injuries and challenges, but I still managed to show up at the trials and, and get fourth place. Congratulations. So you sort of mentioned there about all the trials and challenges, I mean, and the delays. What 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 has kept you going in the last year? I think every athlete, every sportsman, every sportswoman will know their true ability. And, and I know what I'm capable of. I know the level that I can get to. Um, so that's kept me going. Of course, I'm just simply passionate about this sport. And, and I think when you're you're intrinsically motivated. Um, things tend to go better with sports. So that's what's kept me going. And of course, you know, I've done sports my entire life. So I couldn't imagine just <laughs> not doing anything. Um, so it has been enjoyable as well through this whole process. Okay. Well, thank you. I mean, cause I suddenly sort of feel like we should probably go back. So, you know, so triple jump, fourth place trial, Olympic trials, but let's, let's go back a bit. So where did it all start? What for you, um, ignited this passion? Yeah, well, I grew up playing football, to be honest, in South London. And, and then when I came to RHS in, in the summer term of year seven, they decided that I, I do the triple jump for a school competition. I wasn't very good. You know, I think I finished fourth on sports day, actually, that year. So I, was, I wasn't even the best <laughs> in my year. So, I mean, my brother did it and he was pretty good. He had a bad injury, so he couldn't take it further. But I did enjoy it in year seven. It wasn't very good. In year eight, I think I must have grown a little bit. And I went from fourth on sports day to second at the National Prep School Championships in Birmingham. And I think that was the moment that I realized I want to take this as far as I can. And I started to just take a keen interest in training and just trying to make sure that it can get the most of my potential. So yeah, I think year eight was the year for me that guess the, the dream started. And it's fascinating that, isn't it, to think about one moment where something happened, you were picked for a particular team and you got started. So, you know, you took this leap. I mean, obviously here you are, a triple jumper. <laughs> In year eight, things began to change. Um, how, how did the teachers, what was it, do you think, that the teachers there identified in you? What was the connection? Yeah, I, I mean, I was obviously so young, so 
I, I couldn't see the, the ability yet. Mr. Hardman and, and Mr. Thompson, they, they could see that I was a pretty quick athlete, quite long levered. And, and I think I had the, like the cognitive ability, the, um, the understanding to, to take on the triple jump. So, so yeah, if I'm honest, you know, you find, you see a lot of stories about athletes and how they get into sports. And I'm very grateful that I had teachers that encouraged me to, to do that. I was playing other sports, but yeah, I just found a passion in, in triple jump. Uh, but yeah, the teachers were so supportive and encouraging. If I'm honest, after finishing fourth on sports day in year seven, I could have really just said, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably not very good at this. I should probably pick something else. Um, but they continue to pick me. Um, so they saw something in me that perhaps I didn't see in myself. But from year eight onwards, I started to truly believe that I could take this further. Uh, well, it's so exciting to hear that because I know that one of the values at RHS is about seeing potential is driving that curiosity and really just instilling you know, that passion and that love. And I, I read one of your posts you put recently about you know, this true passion and hunger you have. And so kind of flicking back to yeah. current days, you know, as you look back to your time at RHS, what do you think you learned from then, which is helping you go towards your current goals today? Oh, certainly discipline. I had to be very disciplined at, at RHS. Track and field is obviously a very individual sport. And there were times that I had to make choices that you know, maybe a 14, 15 year old kid wouldn't have to make. And yeah, I became more mature and more disciplined than say another kid at, you know, at the same age. I think at RHS, what was so unique was being able to pursue so many different things. So I was in the school band. I did bits of drama here and there. You know, I did play other sports. Of course, once I got a bit older, they weren't as serious. But all of that helped because I see a lot in young athletes is burnout um, and that you do one thing for your entire life and you almost get sick of it. And being encouraged to pursue all of these different things, um, I think has helped me to stay hungry and stay passionate about athletics. Um, it's kept my mind fresh. Of course, nowadays, I can't really you know, do all the thing, <laughs> things I did at RHS. But I think just having that um, just a well-rounded experience has, has helped me you know, to go late into my 20s because there are a lot of athletes who will have retired by this point. A lot of the kids that I grew up with in the triple jump, a lot of them have finished because they started so young and that's all they were doing. So yeah, having that um, well-rounded experience has helped, um, but certainly discipline. You learn that very quickly uh, at RHS and just the notion of working hard, you know, even academically, yeah, GCSEs and everything, you had to work hard and I applied that same mindset to sports. It's, it's fascinating you say that actually because I hadn't really considered the concept of burnout and actually having you know, a wide the fact that you you know love drumming you've taken part you tennis other passions that you have as well but just it interests me about discipline Jonathan you know so how do your teachers how do they instill discipline in you because obviously it often sounds like quite a negative word for many people so what do you think you were picking up day after day about that helped you develop discipline I mean it started Things like just in class, I, I think at RHS you learn respect um, very, very quickly. And I think the whole the whole structure of the school encourages people to become just more disciplined and, and respectful people. And I just applied those same philosophies to, to sports. 
obviously I think that the naval background to the school helped as well. If, if I'm honest, at the beginning, it was a little bit of a shock to the system. Um, not, not so much in a bad way, but it's just something very different to what I'd experienced before. Um, and that, and that certainly helped me become a lot more of a tougher athlete. So, so yeah, I think it's, it's hard to say one thing in particular. I think it's just every day I was learning to become a lot more disciplined. And even I think as well, what, what really helped was the structure of the school day. That's something that as an athlete, you, you have to pick up on very quickly. You have to have a very structured schedule. And I knew exactly where I was meant to be throughout the day, you know, during prep from, I forget what times it was, probably like seven to nine, you were at your desk studying. And yeah, when I'm on the track from 11 to one, I'm at the track training. And yeah, so it's just simply, even though they're completely different things, applying those same philosophies. Yeah, that's actually fascinating, isn't it? And actually structure and the the day, the whole school day as well at RHS. Now, obviously, I was interested as well to read that you'd made the jump to an American university. So what prepared you for that or even prompted you to take that decision? Uh, it was it was actually the school band tour um, in 2008, I think it was. Yeah, um, they went. We went on a trip to to tour the East Coast of the US. Um, and at the time, I think <laughs> I actually I chose to go to the band tour instead of the English schools championships, which just doesn't happen. You know, no, no kid chooses to go on a trip to America instead of going to the national championships. But I did. And, and that's exactly what I mean by I wasn't burnt out by the time I got into my 20s because I'd just done all these different things. So yeah, the band tour, I, I just loved it in the States. I was like, how can I stay here? So I asked my coach in London and his wife is American and she just encouraged me to, to look at various universities and a lot of my teammates in London did the same thing. So yeah, it was it was that band tour. To that point, I never really considered going to uni abroad. Um, I was very much set on pursuing things in the UK, but going out there and experiencing the US for a couple of weeks just sparked that dream. And I was, I was so intent on pursuing it. And, and yeah, I was fortunate to have that, um, that experience. Wow. I mean, I love that band tour. Off you went, discovered this whole new world. And so, you know, so what stage, Jonathan, did you know that you wanted to become a professional athlete? Well, so I was playing rugby to like county level. And I was involved in this um, Northampton Saints program. Must have been up until age like 15. And at, at some point I realized that I needed to make a decision on what I wanted to do. And I started to take more of a keen interest in athletics internationally. You know, what GB athletes were doing and just the yeah state of affairs and the triple jump worldwide. And a big role model for me was a, a guy called Philip Sadowu. And... Like any kid, you know, I was like, I want to be like that guy. So, yeah, I think it was age 15, uh, probably after the band tour, <laughs> that I decided, yeah, I, I want to take this on properly. And I think I just have a very driven personality. If, if I want, want to do something, I'm going to put everything into it. Of course, yeah, there were challenges and, and injuries and everything. But as I started training more, the results were showing. And for me, that was quite exciting. Um, and of course, you know, with the London 2012 Olympics around the corner just after I finished school. And I wasn't in a position to qualify, but just there was a buzz around the sport in, in the UK. So that, again, it encouraged me to, to take it on properly. But uh, yeah, I think it was that age 15 um, bracket that I decided to take this seriously. Wow. And do you think it is all talent? No, definitely not. <laughs> because I, I have seen jumpers 
way more talented than me. Even where I grew up in South London, I wasn't the fastest or the springiest kid in the neighborhood. I think obviously there is an ability there, but I've been fortunate to have good coaches, good teachers, just good people, my family, friends around me that have helped me get to this point. And as I said, I think I have a, a mindset. I like to say like no other athlete in terms of the drive um, to get what I want. And maybe it's a blessing that I don't see myself as the most talented um, because maybe what, you know, what I lack in talent, I make up for it in, in the passion and, and the mindset. I mean, I'm sure people would look at me and say, yeah, I think you are talented. Of course, there is an ability that said, but I think you, you have to have a combination. It's not possible to just rely solely on talent. You've got to have the mindset. And at the same time, you can have the mindset, but not the ability. It goes without saying, you know, if, if you're jumping, I don't know, 10 meters as a 17-year-old in the triple jump, probably not going to make it professionally, even though you really want to. So there is there is an element of having that ability, but I think... To get to the professional level, um, to get to the national, international level, you have to have the mindset. I think at the, at the school level, it was fairly easy, you know, when you're 13, 14, you just get by. Um, but eventually, you have to start training properly. And as I said, that, that requires discipline. And yeah, it just requires structure as well. I mean, thank you, because, I, uh, you know, a lot of young people as well talk about, you know, is it ability? Is it, you know, the talent? But what do you actually need to bring yeah. with that? And that idea of mindset, because I know at RHS, they're passionate about developing resilience in children. Um, and so how do you think your time at RHS helped develop resilience or that mindset? It's, it's various things. I do think the, the, the naval side to the school helped. I, I remember like doing divisions early on and having to to stand still for so long <laughs> that requires that requires some kind of discipline um, and, and that that helped because it requires focus as well and I think joining the band too that helped train that ability to be focused and, and I just applied that there were some days where I literally have divisions and I have a competition afterwards and I was just so focused all day so so that helped I think, to be honest, rugby did help too because it's a tough sport and, and that requires resilience like none other. You know, there, there are times where you get a bad tackle and you roll over and you've got to get back up again. And not the same in the triple jump. It's not a contact sport. But of course, you might have a bad round one. You've got to get back up again and, and go. So yeah, it were various things on and off the playing field, even in school, you know, even in, in lessons. Yeah, you, you have to be focused. There were times... I'm sure that teachers don't mind me saying that they, they have to tell me off a little bit for not being so focused. But all of that helped. I'm sure any, any who remember me and are listening, they, they're going to love that because, yeah, that did help me for sure. So it was various things. And of course, the encouragement from teachers. And Mr. Hartman was great. Mr. Thompson, he was also great in terms of just providing opportunities. They'd open the gym for me at, at times when it, it wouldn't usually be open. So, so yeah, but... I do think people might find it odd, but divisions was a big one because having to fo stay focused for that long um, and stay disciplined, that just allowed me, because on the runway in the triple jump, you line up your feet and it's such a fine skill that you just have to be in the zone. So I think if there's anything at RHS that helped to be more focused, it was perhaps that. Um, just for those people, Jonathan, who might be listening and thinking, what are divisions? Do you want to just, get, just give them a quick <laughs> overview of what is division? Yeah, so Division's essentially a parade we do on Sundays. The band would be playing, there'd be a guard, and every house would do a march past 
for an inspector and all of the houses would have their uniform and their shoes inspected too so yeah it was I forget how long it must have been like 30 40 minutes maybe so yeah it was maybe at the time quite a long time for me to be focused but uh yeah that's essentially divisions and then eventually I joined the school band and was um playing the drums and actually as you were describing how do you prepare yourself for that for actually taking the jump what goes through your mind yeah well it it depends the situation that I'm in like like any if any fine skill it is to an extent affected by the environment so you know let's say it's round one of a championship you're nervous any athlete whatever level the first whether it's tennis is the first serve it's cricket it's the first ball any sport you're nervous at you know the opening seconds so for me it's just about calming down and just getting the first one out of the way now any other round usually I like to take a moment just to line up my feet and make sure that everything's set in terms of my runner I like to engage the crowd I I love that element of sports I missed that badly this past year and so I, I usually get the crowd clap going and at that point I'd stare down the runway and maybe just give myself a few words just a few cues I don't like to overload myself with too many technical things it's too fast for you to be processing so much information so maybe just a few cues and a few motivational words and then I'm off on my way. So, so yeah, it, it, can, it can depend on the, um, on the round, on the situation, on, on the championship. Last round, if I'm honest, I couldn't really tell you what, what goes through my mind. My coach often says you have to be quite crazy to triple jump. Um, and, and last round, it certainly gets that way. You just get the crowd glow- going and you just have to go for it. So, but typically, yeah, I like to take a moment just to line up my feet, get set, get focused, a few cues. I'd say more of the the processing happens when you're sitting down in between rounds. Um, That's when you really have to be able to control your mindset, stay focused, stay disciplined. That's perhaps tougher for me than actually being on the runway is when you're sitting down waiting. I mean, of course, in the warm-up area too, you have, before you see us out on the runway in the stadium, we're in the warm-up for probably like a good hour and a half. You're warming up for maybe like an hour odd. And during that time, I, I usually have my headphones in. I don't want anybody to talk to me. Um, have my headphones in. My coach doesn't really say much. At that point, the work is done. And I'm just trying to get as hyped as possible. Before we head out into the stadium, there's a call-up room. All the triple jumpers, all the athletes sit down. And this is something that obviously fans don't really see. Um, is that before you see even like a 100 meter race, any any event come out into the stadium, they've been in a call-up room, probably say 20 minutes. And I think sometimes that's where the battle's won and lost because you're staring at your opponent, just sitting in a little area, staring at your opponents and you can see some guys get nervous. You, you can see some guys begin to choke. And I, I love that environment. I love it. And that's where you really have to stay tough. And then obviously yeah, we head out. So I'd say on the runway, it's not too much thought. I think it's everything else where um, you have to really control your thoughts. But that's what uh, the US helped with is getting to that point where I can handle high level championships. Wow. Do you know, I'd ne- I don't think I'd even known anything about that, Jonathan, about that idea of the <laughs> call up room. And it just seems to fit so well everything you've said about focus and discipline and that kind of sense of concentration and taking away the nerves and the fear and putting yourself in a particular zone wow gosh and so if I was going to ask you um you know here you are running towards the goal 2020 Commonwealth you know what what are you looking to do next Jonathan yeah so so obviously this year I had a few bad injuries I wasn't actually supposed to be competing at Olympic trials happy to share that 
I wasn't actually training from January until May, which is mind-boggling to a lot of people. But in May, I just decided, actually, this is not how I want to spend my summer watching. I want to actually compete. So I put in two months of work in the Olympic trials, but I'm not going to compete for the rest of the season. I'm just going to enjoy the summer and um, take time to rest and relax. You don't really get that with sports. And then next year, we've, we've really got a, we've got a triple header, which doesn't usually happen in athletics. We've got the Commonwealth Games, which is a home games in Birmingham. And then we, we've got the European Championships and we've got the World Championships as well. It, it might be tough for anyone to do all three. For me, the big goal is the Commonwealth Games. Obviously, a championship on, ho- on home soil, actually at the facility where I usually train in Birmingham will be brilliant that's going to be super exciting and what I love is having my friends and family at at competitions that for me is great so really looking forward to that I think we start training again in September we'll go abroad for a camp I think in October and then yeah January the season starts so it's going to be a big one next year I hate to say the biggest of my career, but it's quite a defining season for me. Um, So hopefully I can stay injury free and and make the most of it. Oh my gosh, Jonathan, it does sound like it sounds an exciting year, but so much. But (laughs) I know from everything you've said that you've got you've got the drive, you've got the passion, the hunger, but also the discipline to pace it, to do it, to do it brilliantly. And just before um, we finish our conversation here, if you were sitting beside a year seven boy or girl now at RHS who was, you know, about to step into doing the triple jump or a sport that they didn't know they could even do, what would you say to them? Give it a go. Give it a go. Honestly, you you never know where you could end up. I did not dream of, of having Olympic goals in the triple jump when I was in year six, you know, applying to RHS. So anything that's thrown your way, just just give it a try. You're so young that it's so important to try different things. And if you find that you're good at something, then give it your all. Um, be, be dedicated to it. But certainly at the beginning, give everything a try. I hope to see one day someone break some of the records <laughs> that I've set. And, and that, that honestly for me would be brilliant. I'd love to see another triple jumper at the school. Yeah, for any young year seven, year eight listening, please give anything a try. You never know where you could end up. Brilliant. Jonathan, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you today and enjoy your summer of rest. Get yourself set for next year. And we really look yeah. forward to seeing all of your successes and thank you so much for talking to me today it's been a pleasure thank you thanks for having me thank you and that was triple jumper and all-round sportsman jonathan allory one of a number of rhs alumni we're interviewing in this series thanks to jonathan for speaking to us today and wishing you the best of luck in your career so remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an interview and continue to be inspired by these incredible people who all started out at RHS. Thanks for being with us and we look forward to welcoming you back next time.